The Small Town Business Podcast is sponsored by Visit Gippsland, the land of many wonders. Head to visitgippsland.com.au to plan your trip. Whether it's walking and hiking or cycling or driving, camping, fishing, drinking and eating, you'll be exploring some of the most unforgettable destinations around. Head to their website or get inspired by their social media. All the links are in the show notes. Where do I even start with authenticity? It's become such a buzzword that I often think it has lost its power, but I believe in it and you should too, because it's been proven time and time again that people want it. They want it in their social media feeds. They want it in their interactions with businesses and they want it in their customer experiences. Those people are your people and they're my people. So let's give them what they want and give authenticity back its power. But where to start? Welcome to the Small Town Business Podcast. I'm Erica McInerney. In the last episode with Doug from Gippsland Adventure Therapy, there were a stack of times that I wanted to reach through the screen and high-five him for being so honest and, well, authentic. Hopefully you've already listened to him so you know exactly what I mean. If you know him or discovered him through me, then you'll also see why I find his social media content so engaging. It's just a window into what he's up to, honest and unfiltered. I know from the many discussions I have with clients on this topic that authenticity can be a little slippery. Like, how do you be authentic? What does it mean? Is it okay to be different you in your business than at home? Should you show the warts and all? Where does your family fit? What kind of image should you project? I know a lot of service-based businesses in particular really struggle with being the face of the business because maybe they are bloody spectacular at what they do, but not quite as proficient with the marketing aspects of their business. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. So I've pulled out five thought starters on what I think authenticity means and how you can look at what you're doing and maybe tweak a few things to get you feeling more like you and then more confident in what you're doing. Number one, passion. Don't force it, find it. Number two, be creative not derivative in your business. Number three, ask for help. Don't be afraid to let people in. Number four, be in the moment sometimes. You don't have to plan everything. Number five, seek honest feedback from your peers and listen. You can tell, even through a screen, when someone is passionate about their business, it shines through in everything they do, and it doesn't need slick graphics or beautifully produced videos to convey it. Do you know what I'm talking about? People start businesses for different reasons, but for a lot of us, we started our business because we saw a need or we had a particular skill or we were passionate about the outcome of what we could do. When you convey passion, it has a positive impact on your customers. If you care about your products or services, they know you're invested in the quality and the outcome for them. When you're not passionate about what you're doing or you know that what you're delivering isn't quite what you say it is, it's hard to find that spark. And I've got to say, if you're not feeling any passion about what you do, then instead of forcing it, you could try and find it. Easier said than done, I know, but here's a place to start. Maybe a list could help. List all the things you love about your business and all the things you don't. See if you can outsource the stuff you don't love so you can focus on what lights you up. If that's not a possibility, then can you reshuffle things so you're connecting more with the good stuff? Some service business I speak to have trouble connecting with their clients. When you're starting out, it's hard to say no, I get that. But as time goes by, you'll start to work out who you're aligned with 
and who you aren't. Take notice, write it down. Early in my business, I worked with a fantastic coach, Amy Summers, to define my business values and to learn how to use them to make decisions within my business and life. But business values aren't just content. Don't make your decisions based on what looks good or sounds good. They really do need to be an accurate and authentic representation of your values. Otherwise, they won't guide you towards that passion. They won't help you make important decisions. Creativity is one of my business values. For me, creativity spans a lot of things, and I think we all need it in our business and our lives to keep things fresh. From an authenticity point of view, being creative, not derivative, is key. In this world where we have access to more information on our competitors or similar businesses than we probably should, it's so, so easy to get sucked into comparing ourselves, get too stuck doing that, and you might change course or change lanes to try to keep up. You are not going to find your success in someone else's lane. You'll be so focused chasing after them that you'll miss opportunities. So be creative in your lane. Strive to be original and to build something that you can be proud of. If you've planned well and done your research, then you have a market for what you sell. And within that market are customers, people. And those people are looking for solutions or for products that fulfill a want or need. Draw them to you not by being like everyone else, but by standing out in a way that only you can. I call this finding your special. Reach out if you'd like to go through the process with me. Moving on from creativity and crossing back to your lane, when something's not working, look for the solution from within or get external help. Asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. If you've listened to Doug in episode eight, you'll hear his thoughts on this. He asked for help and continues to do so. He's so passionate about the idea of sharing knowledge that he even started a peer support group where all the businesses in his niche, yeah, his competitors in a way, where they all swap notes and help each other succeed. The strength here is knowing that his whole industry benefits when everyone is doing well and having success with their clients. My industry gets a pretty bad rap but often not having those kinds of ethics and care for the results. But at least I've got a great big circle of ethical marketers around me and we are not afraid to help each other out. So putting your hand up when you don't know what you're doing instead of fluffing your way through it is not only authentic, but it's smart and it's mature. Learn from others, gather your community, make decisions with your peers and share your knowledge. I teach people how to plan content and how to batch create marketing and social media messages, but I'm not an advocate for creating too far in advance or for over planning or over scheduling. While it might seem like a time saver, it can be a real passion killer. And I think there's a good case for living in the moment or at least marketing in the moment sometimes. When your marketing messaging is audience focused, and it should be, then you need to kind of be there sometimes and not just broadcast. It's one of the reasons I love tools like stories and messages, because they connect your business or brand directly with your followers and customers when they're in the moment. I spoke about this kind of timing back in episode three, when I was talking about virality. Being too planned or too staged can be obvious. And that's also something you need to consider when hiring a VA or social media manager to run your accounts. 
pretty pre-approved graphics and posts on special days of the year and stuff like that. It just doesn't cut through anymore. So what works with your audience? Check your insights, ask them, do more of that. Work with your social media manager to create a presence that is you or your brand without you doing all the heavy lifting. And I know all the strategic social media managers out there will want me to say that you can't just hand it over and check out. You still have to work closely with them if you want to be strategic and authentic rather than simply present. I'm going to end this episode by suggesting that you seek honest feedback from your peers, customers, or clients and really listen to it. It can be hard to hear if you're not doing things well or as well as you thought you were, but here's the thing. The gap between expectation and reality is where disappointment is most likely to occur. Now, you might have provided a good experience to your customers, but if it wasn't as promised or if you set the expectation too high or if you pretended to be something or someone that you're not, it kind of doesn't matter what the result is because the customer just can't help feeling like it wasn't what they expected. So there will be a little bit of disappointment. As you're crafting your products and services and all the messaging and marketing stuff that goes with it, make sure it all matches. Run it past people who will give you honest feedback before you release it into the world. Make sure you have a community of people around you that you can be honest and transparent and maybe even a little vulnerable with. People you trust and who trust you because building a business, even a solo or micro business, needs that sense check sometimes. Of course, I love feedback. So feel free to email me your thoughts to smalltownbusiness.pod at gmail.com and follow along on Instagram at smalltownbusiness underscore podcast to continue this conversation. There are also stacks of free tips on my McInerney social media. You'll find all the links in the show notes. Thank you for listening and for sharing. It's been a little while to see the numbers of listeners growing all over the world. Please share with your biz buddies and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Small Town Business was recorded on the lands of the Gunai Kurnai, and I would like to pay my respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Big thanks to Chris at Jetstreamer for production and editing support. I'd be talking into a tin can without you. Don't forget to subscribe or follow. And if you like what you hear, please write a review to help me reach more people. Thanks for listening. <laughs>